0: There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports, whether it's on the
1: gridiron. For the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. On the court. Edwards thinking three and popping a three. On the ice. It's Caprizo with the open net. Or on the diamond. Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive. I think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs. Or negative. He's terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or pessimism. Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody? There's always something to chat about. Shout out to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite. If you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've come to the right place. This is Minnesota Sports Chat, and now, here's your host, Ross Brendel. Welcome inside edition number 151 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat, award-winning, if only in my own mind. Housekeeping as we get off the ground here. Don't forget to rate on Apple and Spotify. Tell your friends and family all about Minnesota Sports Chat. Maybe even send them a link of how you found this video or how you found this podcast. That would be absolutely awesome. I certainly appreciate those ratings and the reviews. One guest today on this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat, it is none other than Alex Micheletti. You can find him on the Twitter machine, pretty self-explanatory, at Alex Micheletti, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-T-T-I. Alex, how you been? It's been a little while since we've caught up.
0: Yeah, it has been. Uh, yeah, it's good Good to hear your voice and, and see you uh... Um, yeah, interesting times in the in the Minnesota sports uh, arena, uh, you could say, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of sports kind of ending and getting uh, close to playoff time as well. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting couple months here. Yeah, and we have a lot
1: to talk about, and I I tried to break it down. I mean, we could literally talk about pretty much every team in town. Right. I want to talk about three of them. Yeah, uh, two that I think are well, I think all three are. Here your heart but two that are still topical and playing right now. The other is always topical, that's the, mix <laughs> of the Vikings. I think we might close with them on the sports side. Sure. But I want to throw it to you hockey-wise. I want to talk some hockey. You're one of my hockey experts. I love hockey, I love puck. I have my entire life. I can't talk it or speak it like you can or <laughs> others can. That's why I have you on the pod from time to time. Do you want to start with the Minnesota Wild, or do you want to start with my Golden Gophers?
0: Yeah, let's go with the Wild.
1: Okay, so let's uh, let's start there. Uh, here, okay, here's here's the question, and I can't believe we're sitting here. I think what four or five months, maybe a bit longer, after after the Minnesota Wild traded Kevin Fiala, are the Minnesota Wild about to trade Matt Dumba? Because I think they are. If you read the tea leaves, I think they are.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's been, you know, the topic of conversation for trades for years. It seems like, and you know, they recently scratched him a, a, for a couple of games. They're saying it's for performance. You know, who knows? Um, you would think if you wanted to trade a guy that you'd be playing him. So um, now he's back in the lineup tonight versus uh, Tampa Bay. You know, it seems like this would be the perfect time to trade him, um, and you know, because his 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 contract is up. And you know, I think the main thing they're trying to do is try to get val, you know, the same amount of value back for him. So try to find, a, you know, a team that has another defenseman that they're willing to give up. Because if you trade him, uh, you know, there isn't a whole lot of depth that's ready to go. You know, they do have Brock Faber and the Wings, but. Uh, you know, like we'll talk about that Gopher team is probably going to be making a deep run. Um, and so, you know, he's obviously the ideal, yes, he's obviously (laughs) the ideal replacement for, for Dumba, but you gotta have somebody, uh, you know, that would be taking his spot. And I don't know if they trust Alex Goligosky long-term. So, you know, they're probably looking, you know, to get another defenseman to take, um,
1: his spot in the meantime. Okay, so dumb question here, on yeah. this. It was never truly and, or, or one or the other, but it was always kind of portrayed as one or the other when it came to Fiala or Dumba, just to have enough money to be able to simplify it, to pay everybody and stay under the cap and to make the numbers work. If that's truly what it was, and again, I don't believe that it was, but <laughs> if that's truly what it was, why is Kevin Fiala still not a member of the Minnesota Wild? and why was Matt Dumba not traded in the off season?
0: Yeah, I don't like, think it We're talking
1: about potentially moving both in the matter of months.
0: Right. Uh you know, you know if if they could have kept Fiala they would have. You know, that I mean, they just couldn't afford him. He got you know, he got even more than Matt Dumba did, you know, and so uh to make a competitive team, you know, um uh, unfortunately, um you have to let guys like that go. Now they're hoping uh, that, uh, you know, eventually Boldy can, f- you know, fill that point production that that Fiala <laughs> left uh, this team. And, you know, they're still navigating those buyouts. And, uh, you know, it's still going to be a couple more years of that. Um, and they're just banking on these younger guys, uh, you know, with their cheap contracts, you know, trying to do it as a team, as a group effort. um and, you know, now with that Boldy contract, things are going to get even more interesting with, as far as trying to sign, re-sign these depth guys. Are you going to be able to afford uh, f- uh, Freddie Goudreau, Ryan Reeves, you know, is eventually going to need need something here. Um, and they're going to have to maybe, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, re-sign Philip Gustafson, who's been playing great hockey. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's gonna gonna be interesting because people thought that Matt Boldy was gonna be signed to a bridge deal, not this long term yes. deal that he got. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna lead to even more interesting uh, decisions uh, for Bill Guerin. But when they signed Matt Boldy, he says he said they're a better team from you know from the uh, buyouts. Um, so. Um, you know, he he in his mind, he doesn't think the buyouts are hindering his team at all. So, it's going to get even trickier with this signing.
1: Well, let's talk about the actual team yeah. on the ice and less about you know some of the front office decisions. And what right, they come, what might not come because we just <laughs> we just simply don't know. It's just been very topical with Matt for the last week or two. Uh, the team on the ice, I, I got to be honest, Alex, I, I, I would say they're probably about right where I thought they would be. I thought there would be some regression from last year, but I still thought they were a playoff team. And looking at the standings today on this record date of January 24th, they'd be taking out Winnipeg in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I think most fans, if you're level headed, if I can use that, a lot of fans aren't. I get it. <laughs> I think you have to be okay with what you've seen this year. There's, there's been ups and downs, but newsflash they play 82 games. There's going to be ups and downs.
0: Yeah. It could be even better than what some people thought, because we had no idea what uh, they were to get out of Philip Gustafson. He was an absolute wild card. He was coming from an Ottawa senators team that frankly is, is awful defensively. And so, uh, you know, Bill Guerin uh, was banking on him, you know, playing better as a goalie in front of a better defensive team you know in front of the likes of you know Jared Spurgeon and uh and Jonas Bordine and just as a uh as a whole team just better defensively than Ottawa and it's worked out perfectly and Marc-Andre Fleury's been uh you know steady as as they come in, in that and you know they're just kind of uh they're relying on the top line a lot to produce offensively uh but it's it's working and Either, yeah. Like you said, they're in that playoff spot. Now we n- didn't think that Dallas and Winnipeg would be in the one, two spots in the central and they're kind of holding steady and the while they're going to have to hold off, uh, the likes of, uh, you know, Colorado and, and in Calgary, uh, that are, uh, on their way up, uh, you know, in wild card spots right now. So it's going to be a crazy finish,
1: you know, here for the last 30 plus games. If I had my way, in my mind, the Dallas Stars will always be the number one rival to the Minnesota Wild. I, I cringe just saying Dallas Stars. Right. I, I, I hate what they've done to once great uniforms. They have desecrated the Stars uniforms. I just, honestly, I might dislike them more than any other franchise in sports. That includes the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that includes the Wisconsin Badgers. That includes the New York Yankees. I just can't stand them. And i of the reason why I think we've had this conversation before, Alex, I'm 36, although for a part of today, I thought I was only 35. So <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's another sign of old age. But if you go back and you you kind of backdate that, mm-hmm. there's a decade where there was no hockey in Minnesota. Which is I crazy. Would, correct. Exactly. At least no, no NHL hockey. So I would do, as a hockey fan, I would watch Foxhead hockey on Saturday, which was almost always the Detroit Red Wings who – I don't like either, but that's why I was stuck watching and whatever games ESPN would have. And that to me is just because of what they did to the state. That's my rival. But I don't think that that's actually the rival of most Minnesota Wild fans. Is it Winnipeg now? Is it still the Chicago Blackhawks? Is it Dallas and and I would also submit to you that is kind of part of the problem with the Minnesota wild. They've always been kind of geographically moved around and maybe not in the best spot to develop real rivals.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always been Chicago, but you know, there's they're starting to fall off a cliff here. Uh, you know, especially if Only they don't yes, yes, especially if they don't re-sign Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves. Uh, you know, they're tanking, they're trying to do their best to get Connor Bedard, who is a once in a generation type, uh, hockey player. So we'll see if Chicago gets him. I hope not. But yeah, Winnipeg is, uh, just the past, you know, past couple of years, uh, and the Wild have played them in the playoffs too. Uh, they're just a team that the Wild, uh, it always seems to be controversy against them and just fights and, and madness and, um. You know, they have a really good team, Uh, guys like Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck and Nett there. um, And they have Nate Schmidt now. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. You know, they they get their fans to travel across the border and come down to the X. um, And yeah, I think I think you would say Winnipeg would be their biggest rival right now.
1: I didn't mean to derail too far from the (laughs) national team on the ice. I do want to spend a little bit more time there. Sure. What if this team is, I'll be honest, I used to watch probably every wild game or darn near close to it. Mm -hmm. The last few years, it's been a little bit less because I've kind of fallen into that. I don't want to say it's borderline Timberwolves apathy, but it's (laughs) kind of, hey, can we win a playoff series and then get back to me? And I get it. Like I expected some regression this year, right? but with all that being said, you're in the mix. There's still a chance you might host a playoff series. You have some games in hand. What can this team do to potentially win a playoff series and go on a run?
0: Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. Uh, you know, guys, guys have disappeared in the past couple of seasons in the playoffs. Kevin Fiala. That's probably why he's not on the team too. Uh, they're going to just need their big guns to to show up in the, in the playoffs. Um, you know, Vegas and and St. Louis have taken them down the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, uh, Krill, uh, basically had to do it all by himself last year against St. Louis. I mean, that, that run he had by himself was just magical. Um, but you know, they just still couldn't pull off, you know, that playoff series victory. Um, you know, they're going to need, uh, Mark andre Fleury uh, to be at his best, um, you know, in come playoff time, uh, your goalie, uh, you know, needs to be relied on to steal a game or two. Um, and so I don't think uh, this season two that they'll have that goalie type of controversy. Um, you know, it seemed like Cam Talbot just couldn't handle himself <laughs> uh, not, not playing in the playoffs. And I think, that really caused an issue in the, in the locker room. And it clearly did um, because, you know, he and his wife complained of, about him, not, not playing. Um, and in social media and his, his agent got into it with Bill Guerin at the draft and you just can't be having that happen. And so, uh, you know, I think the, they, they know that Marc-Andre Fleury will be the playoff goalie. And if he does struggle, you do have Gustafson who's been
1: uh, reliable. It's so seldom that this happens uh, to me or even in sports. I want this team to do well because I really like the general manager. I'm not sure if every move that he makes is a good move. I think you're always going to have some misses, right, in all sports. But I love the tone that he sets, for and everybody knows that. If you're Mm -hmm. on social media at all, you see a lot of videos of things that he said or things that he's done. But even go back to Cam Talbot, I'll butcher what he said, but – He basically said, I'm not trading him. And then the next day traded him. So I I love that. But I say all that to say this. I never believe a word that general managers or owners say. Typically, if their lips are moving, they're lying. And there's a reason why they're lying. However, I give Bill Guerin a ton of credit for this. I think he's one of the most honest general managers in, I can't say all of sports because it's really tough to hear from all of them. But at least in Minnesota, in my lifetime, Oftentimes he comes out and gives you the truth and maybe says things that maybe fans don't always want to hear or players want to hear themselves. But I think that that's why players and the team respect him. And I really appreciate that about
0: him. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, we can look at the Ryan Reeves trade. Um, you know, it got a lot of flack. Um, a lot of people are like, why, are, why are they trading for Ryan Reeves? They need a scorer. And he came out and it was, he was pretty blunt. He said this team needed some swagger. Uh, They had lost it, and uh, you know, his presence just in the locker room and on the ice, you can see the team loves uh, loves having him as a teammate, and uh, you know he's there uh, as a physical presence if if need be. Um, And uh, Bill Guerin has always gone for it. Uh, That's something you have to admire too. Uh, You know, he doesn't want to tank. Um, he thinks this team can win and win at a high level, and they always seem to go for it no matter, you know, the circumstances, the, the buyouts. Um, like, like I mentioned earlier, too, he doesn't think they're a hindrance to the team at all, and he, you know, he thinks they're just going to be better for it. Um, and you got to love it. Uh, and like you said, he's honest, which uh, you don't hear uh, a lot from GM, especially in this town.
1: I think I'd love to buy uh, Billy G a few mid golden lights, and then really get him to uh, tell me how he really feels about what the buyouts are doing to his roster. Because that is one thing. Uh, to a degree, I think he's telling the truth, but I also don't believe that that's 100% the truth. Obviously, it's affecting you know the types of the types of players that you can go out and get because of the money. However, with that said, it doesn't actually directly affect the players that night on the ice. So yeah. I so I do I do understand that. I want to talk with you a little bit about one of one of my loves that for a while I think in this state for a multitude of reasons kind of lost its way. And that's the pride on ice and gopher's hockey. I also kind of vomit my mouth a little bit when I say pride on ice. So sorry if that offends you, but it's just we gotta move on from that hashtag. We just have to come up with something better than that. But it's great to see the moods rocking again. I mean, even that place at 60, 70 could be a ton of fun. I did not get to either game this past weekend against Michigan, but just on TV it was noticeable how excited the place was and the excitement in there was just awesome to see. And I think were you there both nights or one yeah, night?
0: both nights yeah, both okay. nights yeah.
1: yeah, so you got to basically see an NHL game between two college squads, two not two nights in a row. Just talk about what you saw on the ice, if you don't mind, because even watching on TV, you can just see the skill level of these two teams is incredibly high. And I think there's a reason why Michigan's record is probably not where we all thought it would be. I fully expect Michigan to be heard from come tournament time. I, I really do.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, I've watched a lot of college hockey and uh, those two games were some of the best college hockey I've seen in a long time. And it, uh, we talked about, you talked about Mariucci too. That was the loudest I've heard it in a long time as well too. When that place is, is going and there's not a better atmosphere in college hockey, um, you know, they, they set a record that, uh, this past weekend. They had over uh, 20,000 people there um, combined the two nights, which was just fantastic to see uh, the skill level on both teams. I mean, both nights went to overtime. Um, you didn't want either game to, to end. Uh, you know, uh, the speed of, of both teams—it's just phenomenal—and the amount of guys on the ice that are going to be playing in the NHL very soon was was really awesome. Uh, I mean, you know, I
1: don't even really like to say this, Alex, because yeah. I wanted the Dovers to win both games, but it felt fitting that each team got got a win, didn't it? I mean, it yeah. just—it kind of felt poetic that both teams left that weekend having won a game with how how great of a performance they both put on.
0: Oh yeah, you you could tell how how met, how much it meant to to Michigan to get that win on on Saturday because on Friday you saw their go goal, their goalie Eric Portillo, I mean he left the ice without, you know, everybody else was still on the ice. He he went straight off the ice and you you you, you could tell that loss really, was really hurting them and they came out Saturday, you know, guns a blazing and uh really set the tone for that entire game and you know, that Michigan ends up winning winning Saturday, but, you know, Friday when Nyes got that, that winner, it was just absolutely electric. And, you know, what's so fun about this gopher team is, um, you know, their entire top line. I think they could be playing in the NHL right now and in Logan Cooley and Nyes, like I mentioned, and Jimmy Stuggerud is just a beast. That kid, um, his release is, you know, I've never seen some, you know, a shot like his in college hockey. Um, he's so much fun to watch. And then their defensive core, I mean, they have the best defense in the country, I think. And, you know, we mentioned Brock Faber, who's going to be on the wild very soon. And Jackson Lacombe, who, you know, I think could be right in the race there for the Hobie Baker. Um, you know, he had an amazing goal on Friday night um, uh, that tied the game. Uh, and, yeah, Ryan Johnson. I mean, they had guys come back that that didn't need to come back for their senior season senior season. But they wanted to run it back and try to win a, a national championship. So, yeah, that was incredible. And then Michigan, uh, Adam Fantilli, kid, who's going to be the number two pick in this upcoming NHL draft, is just, just so much fun to watch. And he scored a couple times on Saturday. That kid is just electric.
1: Nobody knows better than Bob Motsko for all mm-hmm. the wrong reasons how random the NCAA hockey tournament is. Right. He's, he's brought some really good teams there and left with absolutely nothing. And you look at this Gophers team right now, their three leading scorers are two freshmen and a sophomore. I do think that this team is national championship good. I think obviously the rankings, the pair-wise, all that, all that stuff shows that. But I would say this. Does, does the youngness – I don't even want to say an experience because at this time of the season you're about as experienced as everybody else – especially with how much hockey these guys have played. But does that worry you a little bit come tournament time when maybe you play some teams that are more seasoned? We've seen that hurt gopher hockey in recent history in the past. And I'm not saying the past is always indicative of what the present or the future is going to look like, but it is fresh in your head as a gopher hockey fan. However, last year's team with a lot of returning members did make it to the frozen form.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, we've seen in the past couple seasons, Mankato has knocked uh, the Gophers out of the NCAA tournament. Um, And when you play older physical teams, uh, you know, they're going to take it to you. And, you know, they they always want to take down the Gophers. Um, And so, you know, uh, that's that's something that they're going to have to fight through. Uh, you, You could tell, especially last year against Mankato. Um, you know guys were starting to get frustrated you know and mm-hmm. and mankato brought the physical you know physical physicality to him and also you know they were playing the best goal in college hockey and drive yes. mckay that that helps a little bit but uh, best,
1: best goalie and best name yes, just
0: amazing uh named after you know uh you know you know the famous goaltender. Uh, from the Canadians and and all, you know, NHL, um, Dryden, uh, Ken Dryden. So, yeah, uh, you know, if they play a team like Mankato again or Western Michigan, uh, you know, these older teams, they're going to have to fight, you know, fight through that. Um, You know, they'll be playing a bunch of, you know, 23-, 24-year-olds, and uh, we'll see if this this younger um, Gopher team can fight through that. But, you know, what has really impressed me is these young guys on the gophers. They have some bite to them. Uh, You know, especially Logan Cooley. He loves to throw his body around and, you know, Matt, uh, Matty nice. I call him a man child Uh, that that he's just a beast. Uh, You know, I really think he could be playing with Austin Matthews right now in Toronto. I know they wanted him badly, but he wanted to come back and uh, try to win a national championship. And, you know, I think this is, this team, I think, is a lot different from from last year. Like I said, they didn't have a Logan Cooley. They didn't have a Jimmy Snuggerud, Uh These you know, these first round draft picks that you know, just with with uh, with how they can shoot the puck, um, you know, I think it's just a difference maker.
1: I don't ever expect this to happen, but I'm going to throw this out there. I want you to work your connections. I'm going to put goalie gear on. I'm I'm going to get in net and I'm going to let Jackson Lacombe just line up and pepper me from the point. I mean, that, that kid's shot is scary. I, don't, I, I, I would never want to get in front of that, even fully padded up.
0: Yeah, I mean, that goal on Friday was just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, he's a heck of a, heck of a player. Um, he, everything he does is effortless. Um, he's so smooth out there. Um, and he didn't need to come back, uh, but he did. Um, and he, it's, he's one of the keys, uh, um, you know, he's so important on the power play, uh, five on five, he plays all important minutes. Um, and a guy like, uh, Brock Faber doesn't have to do as much because just of, you know, like guys like him and Ryan Johnson, uh,
1: but he's, he's important too, for sure. I can tell this media thing, whether you like it or not is in your blood, because you mentioned smooth One thing that's smooth is coffee, Beans Coffee Company. They remind you not to miss out on all things Beans Coffee Company. Subscribe to their email newsletter. Again, I'm not even asking you to purchase anything. Just sign up for their newsletter. Subscribers, you'll receive advance notice on limited time sales, new releases, promo codes, and so much more. You can do that at coffeebybeans.com. Now the ask part and a promo code. While you're there, you can sign up for a coffee subscription, super easy. You can set them up in one to eight week intervals. You can customize it by your favorite blend. I love the Perfectus and the Mikado. I've been crushing some Perfectus blend these last few weeks. Choose 12 ounce or five pound bulk bags for that subscription. It'll be delivered right to your door. One last thing for you to forget or have to remember when you go shopping. Don't forget, you can use that promo code SPORTSCHAT. You'll save some money upon checkout. You'll also be supporting this pod. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the U.S. Free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. You don't have to do the subscription either. That's the easiest, but you know what? You can purchase by the bag. Give them a try. Coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT to save at checkout. Well, Alex, we avoided it as long as we possibly could. But let's let's talk about the purple, okay? Let's let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I, I see your tweets. You're not just a hockey guy. I, yeah. I, I, you're also big on the Pablo Lopez train, and and so am I. Maybe we'll talk about that later on this summer. But uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I I, I I jotted down a bunch of names here. I'm going to play a game with you, okay? Mm-hmm. And the game's pretty easy. Very self-explanatory. I'm going to read you a list of names, not even the money that they make. We know they all make a lot of money. I'm going to read you a list of names, and you tell me from the list that I'm going to read to you, and I can read it back again, which ones would you try and keep either at restructure, just pay them what they're due, and which ones do you think it's time to move on from? Those names, all the elder statesmen, Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and even our boy Zadarius Smith, who apparently has already scrubbed social media of all things, Minnesota Vikings. So maybe that's a sign right there. Any of those guys, are you bending over backwards to hold on to, or are you, can you make a case and are you ready to move on from everyone?
0: You know, out of all those, I would love to keep Daniel Hunter. I just think he was used incorrectly, um, with this Ed Donatel defense, uh, but everybody else, I think it, it, it'd be time, time to move on. Uh, you know, again, uh, we mentioned, you know, camp, camp Talbot, uh, you know, uh, the Thielen's, uh, you know, Thelans, there's
1: some parallels here. There's yeah. Parallels. Yeah.
0: There's uh, some social media talk from, from, from Adam Thielen's wife, Caitlin, and just, they, she's saying that, uh, that he's, uh, disrespected, but, that just never never ends well. I you know I think you know spouses are better off just not not saying anything and letting uh, letting the player the their spouse's agent handle that.
1: I mean, and, if, if Adam wants to go back to catching a hundred plus passes a year, he could do that, but it's going to be on the four and thirteen. Right. Decisions.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> somebody. Somebody that wants that that amount of money uh, on their cap, go ahead for. Almost, you know, thirty-three-year-old wide receiver. Um, you know, Harrison Smith. I think he had a tough finish to the season. It was—it's was not his best performance in the in the Giants game. Uh, same thing with uh, with Air Kendricks. Uh, you know, if if these guys do want to come back, their cap hits—they're going to have to restructure way, way, way down, um, just because their their performance is not matching. Uh, what their what their your contract is right now. Well you uh
1: inadvertently gave me another segue. <laughs> Kirk Cousins restructure. Are you asking him? It wouldn't technically be a restructure, but right. are, you, are you gonna let this you're in charge. Yeah Quasi comes to you and says hey Alex I'm gonna put you in charge of the, the Kirk Cousins situation. You go in with a long-term extension maybe a short term extension to help with some cap relief or are you taking all the pain this year and riding it out at the almost? I think it's he's owned 45, but I think it's a 38 million dollar cap hit. So, how are you handling this? If it helps, I'll tell you what I would do. Yeah, Last I mean, year, what I would do is I would ride it out. What yeah. I think the Vikings are going to do is extend him probably one year so they can lower the cap number over the course of two years. That's what I think they'll do. I don't think they should do that. I think they should ride this out. And at some point, Kirk had a great year. Yeah. This is the best year I've ever seen from him. Right. I don't really care about stats. I want a guy who gets no better way to put this. I appreciate this year when he would get his ass kicked and stand up and come back for more. I've never really seen that from him before. So I I appreciated that. However, he's in his mid-30s. Right. I, I don't think anybody expects him to be Tom Brady wondering at 45, 46 what team he's going to be playing for. So <laughs> I would ride it out and just more than likely be done with it. But what would you do?
0: Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you, uh, you know, uh, he's going to be 35 by the, by the time, you know, next season starts. Um, you know, he doesn't seem like a guy that will, will be like a Brady that will play, at, you know, 42, 43. I mean, we saw Drew Brees. He's
1: likely to rework his deal like Brady right. almost every year.
0: Right. Um, And, you know, his time here. Um, it's led to one playoff victory. Um, you know that <laughs> if if you're trying to get to the upper echelon trying to get in you know and NFC championship games, he hasn't done that yet. Um, you know, it is a team game, but at some point your your quarterback elevates you to the next uh, next step there. So I'm with you too. I think they they write it out. They have to have a, a plan uh, to succeed him too. So I know they are limited in their uh, draft capital this um, this upcoming draft. So I don't know if they'll draft a, a quarterback. But you know, maybe you ride it out and then draft that quarterback for uh, you know for the next se- you know not this upcoming season, but the year after that. Um, you know, I, I it just. At some point, uh, the wheels are going to fall off for him, and uh, I, I think it's a risk to do an extension. I think you just play it out um, here and see how this upcoming season is going to go. Because um, if you take a look, the teams that are left in the playoffs, the Vikings are going to be playing all four of them. <laughs> so yeah. no. uh, I think <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think next season's going to be tougher than it was this season for them.
1: Hack of lunch, as my good buddy Manny Hill likes to say when you look at what the Viking schedule will, will be next year. I, I like the home teams this week in Championship Sunday. I, I, I think the Eagles all year long have – I mean, they've had very few road bumps. The road bumps they did have, it was because Jalen Hurts was injured and not playing. Uh, law of averages tells me at some point, even though Patrick Mahomes is, is a little uh, gimpy, law of averages tells me at some point – Kansas City's gonna beat Cincinnati. And for me, it seems logical that it'll be this weekend. So I like the Chiefs and uh, Eagles playing each other in the Super Bowl. What say you?
0: Yeah, I like the Chiefs too. Uh, like I, I'm with you on that as um as far they're gonna have to beat them eventually here. And I'll take uh I'll take a 50% or a 75% Patrick Mahomes over uh most most, yes. most quarterbacks. Uh you know, it's just it's incredible what what that man can do on a football field. Um, You know, I I think there's something about this 49ers team. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to take the 49ers. I just love their defense. And uh, Brock Purdy, uh, what a story. Um, And I think them getting Christian McCaffrey was such a game changer. Um, You know, he, he scored, I think, in every game since he was acquired by them. And uh, the versatility of uh, of their offense. I mean, that catch that Kittle made against Dallas was just absolutely incredible, and he avoided Trayvon Diggs right at the end there when he was bobbling it. That was that was something. Uh, Debo Samuel is one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. I mean, you can line him up as a wideout or as a running back. Uh, you know, they have Juice Check, uh, their fullback that is so versatile. And they have the best offensive lineman in the game in Trent Williams. Uh, yeah, him watching him battle against Micah Parsons was just incredible. So, you know, I, I'm going to continue to ride that, that 49ers uh, team. And I think they win the Super Bowl. So we'll see. But, you know, Jalen Hurts has had an incredible season, too. I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. You know, if we had to pick, a, you know, between the two games, I think that that Philly Niners game is going to be absolutely
1: electric. If San Francisco wins, it's interesting because we either get a rematch of San Francisco and Kansas City from a right. few years ago, and there's also a possibility that if Cincinnati and San Francisco both go on the road and win, we will see a Cincinnati-San Francisco Super Bowl for the third time. Right, and it's also possible the Bengals can join the Vikings in infamy and lose their fourth Super Bowl. So there's, there's lots lot of storylines. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of storylines here. Over the next few weeks, okay, Alex. I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to bring back uh, five filler questions, where I give you some random questions. Wait. Some are sports related, some are not. Are you All okay right. with that? Oh yeah,
0: let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so five
1: filler questions. First, cheap podcast open. Five filler, filler, filler questions. This is actually inspired by uh, Phil Mackey, a uh, I guess cohort of mine at the nine to five or at the We day love time. Phil. Yep. Hence the name five filler questions. Okay, so here's question number one, Alex. I'm back on a game show binge. I've been watching Supermarket Sweep, the classic version yes. from the 90s on Roku channel. Yes. First off, David have sweaters. It's like 11 out of 10. Everyone is just dynamite. Do you have a favorite game show?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love watching Family Feud. Uh, you know, Steve Harvey is just, <laughs> I think he's one of the best game hosts of all time. He's, he's
1: his, he's his humor. That. He's nailed oh. that.
0: Yes. I mean, they've went through a a couple of hosts before him and he kind of just nailed it down. And uh, I just like uh, his interviewing style and his humor. Um, And and that game is so much fun, fun to play.
1: What is your question number two, favorite college hockey venue that you've been to? That can be in the state of Minnesota. That can be literally anywhere. What is your favorite college hockey venue?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go with Mariucci. Um, yeah, I went to Mankato, so and I worked for the team down there in college. But um, I just love Mariucci. Um, all the history, um, you know, just seeing all the, all the, all the nostalgia in the in the arena there of all the former you know teams and uh, the titles that they've won, um, and seeing the the wall there of uh, all Americans. My dad on there which is really cool. And yeah. all the, just all the legends, uh, uh, you know, John Masich. Um, yeah. I just, just love that place. Um, there's, there's nothing better.
1: I'll give a hat tip as well to Ritter Arena. I hadn't been to Ritter in a couple of years prior to a few weeks ago. i mean, pandemic obviously played. role, sure. well, But I try to get to one women's game a year and I just hadn't been in a few years. Ritter's a great place. Oh yeah. Watch. What a, what a great place. I, I'm, I'm so glad that the university has invested in that program like they have. One, because they deserve it. But two, it's, you know, in this state, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches at this point, other than maybe Target Center when you go check out a sporting event. So, hat tip to Ritter Arena. Okay, here's number three for you. What do you enjoy that's not sportsy? I think people, you know, we think, oh, Alex Mikkelet, yeah. Mikkelet family, we see your tweets. A lot of them are sports-related. Yeah. When Alex decides I'm not going to watch a game or I'm going to do stuff on my own time, what are you doing that might have nothing to do with sports?
0: Yeah, I lo- I'm i a huge music fan. Rock rock music is near and dear to my heart. My My favorite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they're coming uh, to U.S. Bank in, in April with the Strokes, and I cannot wait for that concert. It'll be my first concert at U.S. Bank, so I'm just – so curious to see how the acoustics are and everything for a concert you know i've been there for for vikings games but uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that it'll be my uh first concert since the pandemic and so just love uh love uh, going to all the local venues for for concerts and so looking forward to you know to getting back into the, the music scene here now that it's safe to do so
1: yeah, my plea, if anybody wants to give it away, give it away, give it away now in the form of a free ticket to me to that show, I would, I would definitely take that. Question number four, Alex, you can sign one bill into law today for anything. What are you enacting into law, big or small? And keep in mind, at some point I may or may not run for governor, so you could be auditioning for a cabinet role right now, so just keep in
0: mind. Yeah, let's... uh. Uh, the speed limits need to increase a little bit. I think, Uh, yes. (laughs) yes. Uh, and getting the slow, the the left, you know, those the slow lane people out of the out of the fast lane too. They, we have a problem with that in Minnesota for sure.
1: We we have people who love to take the law into their own hands on the road. Right. Right. And, And I get it. Yeah. Technically, there's probably some people in the left lane speeding, but the signs say. You know, slower traffic move over. Doesn't, if you're going slower than the person behind you, move over. That's also a passing lane, by the way. You should primarily be using it to pass, not camp out in. But I I don't need to tell you that because of your uh, Monday through Friday job. Right. Final question for you, and then I'll let you go on with your merry evening. Uh, Spill the beans for me. I need an embarrassing story about your father that you're willing to tell. And The only reason why I bring that up is I told you after the fact when I had you on, I don't know, six months, a year ago, whenever it was, it didn't dawn on me until we were done that I used to on occasion fill in for the Saturday producer and I would push the buttons, the ones and twos for your father when he was doing Beyond the Pond on that other station in town that I won't say because this (laughs) podcast will show up in a feed that technically I probably shouldn't say it, but I need an embarrassing story about your father because I've been in the same room with your father. I've only been in the same virtual room with you.
0: So yeah, still, I need something. Uh, my my dad is absolutely hilarious, as you know. And uh, we ha- uh, we have a dog uh, named Casey, and he's just you know he talks and uh, he pretends that uh, that Casey can talk, and so he like does a, like a dog voice uh, pretending to be Casey. So it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know, he does his. His radio hits and, uh, and podcasts and, uh, you know, the dog, he, the dog is always ends up in the same room and is always barking. So I just, it's, it's, I always laugh when I can hear Casey and in, in the background <laughs> of uh, podcasts or, or on the, on live, you know, radio that goes across the entire state of Minnesota, it just, it, it always cracks me up for
1: sure. I think anybody who has a pet knows there's a different voice that we all use that we don't really want people to hear. But behind yeah. closed, I, I talk to my, I just have a cat at the moment, but I talk sure. to her like she's a three-year-old kid, right? You know, everything, right. everything is in that voice where you probably don't want actual people to hear it. Yeah, uh, This has been a ton of fun. Tell your yes. father hello. I don't I think he will remember me at all. It's literally been probably 15 years. Amazing. That, that did bring a smile to my face Of I course. after we talked the last time. Yes. So this has been a ton of fun. We'll, we'll catch up. I want your Pablo Lopez and Minnesota Twins yes. takes. Yes. The moment's right. And uh, maybe I haven't been down to Kellogg recently to put my lawn chair down for the Stanley Cup parade. I'm monitoring. I think we need to monitor for another month or two before I yes. decide to go down
0: and, and get in. That's, that's, that's the hope. Yeah.
1: I mean, you never you never know, right? I mean, it's, that's really easy and a simplistic thing to say about hockey, but you know, for the most part, you look at baseball in the NBA, a seven or eight seed in the old NBA is not going to do anything. No. Right. But right. they, but they can in the NHL. So anywho, we'll save that for next time, Alex. Thank you. Where can people, uh, where can people learn more about you? Twitter handle the best way?
0: Yes, yep. Uh, Alex Micheletti, like you mentioned, first and last name. Uh, and, uh, you know, host a great uh, uh, wild podcast, too, called Locked on Wild. That's, that's right. I should have put yeah. that out. There. Yes, we do. We, uh, I joined Seth Topol on Sunday nights. Well, we record Sunday, and the episode comes out Monday. So we recap, uh, you know, how the wild do over the weekend and then pre- preview the the upcoming week for them too, so I have a blast doing that. And then I so also those, do. Oh, go ahead.
1: So those Sunday games always cause a little bit of an issue, don't I? Know how that I'll, works when you're trying to record?
0: Exactly. Yep. Yep. And uh, also do a uh, um, a college hockey podcast, uh, MN NCAA, uh, and where we cover the full state of uh, the Minnesota college teams. I specifically do. Mankato. Um, um, and so we uh, re- usually record those on Wednesday nights and the episode comes out the the following day. So love doing that. So love, uh, love joining podcasts like this one too. And just uh, talking about the whole uh, sports gamut of Minnesota, because it's never, never dull in this state,
1: right? It's, we are, we are blessed and cursed at the same time. And I, I love every second of it. That is Alex Micheletti again on the Twitter machine. Alex, M I C H E L E T T I. Thank you, Alex. I
0: appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, Ross.
1: And that'll do it for already edition number 151. I got to go back and look at how many years I've been doing this now. Must be, must be at least, well, it's at least two, maybe three years. But thank you for joining me. I know many of you have joined me each and every episode. I love when people reach out. Thank you so much for doing that. But edition number 151 of the soon to be award winning. Minnesota sports chat is in the books. Please make sure if you're looking for some great coffee, Beans Coffee Company, that's where you do it, coffeebybeans.com. Use that promo code sports chat. I'm Ross Brendel. saying thank you so much for listening. We will talk again real soon.